0: I have to sign away for sure <laughs> bring it on man. bring it all.
1: Welcome back to the Beat Break Morning Show. Good morning, Sean Garvey. Make sure you follow us on all social media at Beat Break Radio. Don't forget to download the podcast FM app to your mobile device. That is the podcast FM app available wherever you get your app. Sean Garvey, DJ Rollam, and Star Kells, who is in Africa right now. Joining with us on the Beat Break Morning Show, uh, an actor, of course. He's doing a lot of big things. You can check him out on Mayor of Kingston on the Paramount Plus Network. Uh, I'm already addicted to the show just by watching the first episode, so I got a lot of binge-watching to do. And uh, this gentleman Mm -hmm. that I'm about to bring on right now is giving me more reasons to check out the show and other projects he's working on. Marcus Brandon on the Be Break Morning Show. Good morning. How you doing?
2: Hey, good morning. What's up, my brother? Appreciate you having me, man. Thanks for hosting me.
1: Man, I appreciate you for coming on and, and talking to us, man. You know, I, I always love actors and actresses doing a lot of great things on television and yes. in film, on screen, off screen, because uh, that's the platform. You know, we work on the platform for up and coming new and established mm-hmm. actors and actresses doing great things, man. Uh, you heard me just say Mayor of Kingston. Of course, I'm already addicted to the show. You know how whenever you watch a television show, right? And at first, you know, you hear about it. You be like, oh, you know, I don't have time to watch it. I'm
0: doing so (laughs)
1: many different things at one time. But as soon as you watch the first episode,
0: you oh, start to get
1: hooked on it, right? Yeah. And then you, you know, you want to watch the second and third. And next thing you know, yeah. you're already watching the entire season. you looking forward yeah. to season two <laughs> and season three. So we're going to get yeah. into that. Uh, but we got a lot to unpack and learn about you, Marcus Brandon. Uh, military household. You grew up in a military household and you spent a lot of your childhood in Europe. So talk to us about that journey being, uh, yeah. you know, growing up in a military household.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was definitely different. It wasn't the traditional childhood that many people hear about, but uh, it was it was a, a gift and a curse. It was a blessing because my parents come from humble beginnings, and it gave my father, and my pops, a way out from uh, Moss Point, Mississippi. And he he wanted to see more in the world. He wanted to be able to to have a afford a better life, and, and the military was a way for him to get out. And through the military, he was. Uh, able to meet my moms and and they made it happen. And we was uh, off to the races from there. Um, I, I've i done lived in so many different diverse backgrounds, man, I, I lived in trailer parks and projects and suburbs. Wow. Europe, the Southern States of America. So there, there's not a lot of group of people that you can't throw me in the room with mm-hmm. and I can't relate to them. But growing up yeah. in the military really just gave me, because I got to travel to see Europe at a young age and see other cultures, I think it gave me a more open mind at a younger age than, mm-hmm. than some people are uh, typically privileged to. And I'm very grateful for that because it definitely lends its hands to my acting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and also experiencing different cultures uh, mm. around the world and, and just yeah. in Europe. Like what else have you learned on your journey? Traveling around the world, you know, as a person who not only advocates mental health, but I also advocate for traveling and just learning different cultures and stuff like that. Like, you know, what other things did you pick up uh, being brought up in that particular environment?
2: Yeah, I think um, as I mentioned, just being more open minded because I see that, you know, the 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 globe doesn't revolve around just America, United States of America. It doesn't just revolve around markets. There are so many different lives and lifestyles and cultures out here that everybody has their own traditions, their own uh, etiquette, their own uh, way of living and be able to see that there's not just one way to go about this on this planet and understanding that some people are born to more fortunate situations than others. And it lets you know Sometimes how how lucky you can be being mm-hmm. in the shoes that you are. And you might think that, especially in the United States of America, think that, you know, you might be struggling or think that you, you want more. We always want more. But when yeah. you really get out into the world, you really see how fortunate you you can be um and, and being grateful for the things that you do have. Because a lot of people are not as fortunate. But also just also I just got to see how loving the world can be as well. And and mm. how open arms parts of the world can be, uh, especially when there's a lot of harsh parts of this world, but there's a lot of a lot of loving people out there and people yeah. who are welcoming. And uh, having that as a kid really, I think distilled in myself as well. I think I I like to be as open minded and and welcoming to people's differences and uh, the way people, you know, perceive and subjectively walk through this world and, mm. um, and just understand how people, you know, humans work in general we all just work different.
1: Yeah, it's so amazing you say that because I think people who don't travel or get out mm. of their comfort zone, they are simply closed minded. They think that mm. they know all the answers <laughs> by, uh, you know, just going by what the news say to them or mm-hmm. just by reading newspapers and stuff like that. But you really don't know unless you travel or unless you get yeah. out of your comfort zone and you go to all these different places. And I like, don't just go to these, these different places just for fun or just to right. say, hey, I went here <laughs> and I went there. But yeah. it's also a, a, a learning experience, an educational yeah. experience to learn different cultures and to have that sense of humility. And, right. and that
2: that right. sense of humanity for people, yeah, that's yeah, big, man. Immerse yourself in in that in that culture. Definitely, if you don't have a passport, get yourself a passport. <laughs> it's worth the. I, worth you, it. I, I I had this premonition <laughs>
1: that you was about to say that, like, if yeah.
2: you don't have a passport, get <laughs> you one. Yeah, man. That's like I, I forgot what the statistic is. I don't usually quote statistics, but I know it's a high number of people in the United States of America that does not have a passport. And I've never been out the country, and and I personally think that's a shame. Not that there's there's a lot of beautiful parts of America, uh, United States of America, a lot of parts I still haven't explored. But there's just so much more in this world, and you yeah. should have the don't limit yourself because you don't have a passport. You know, at least give yourself the opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Another fun fact about you is that I'm you are it. a proud member. Of Kappa Alpha Phi fraternity, uh, why do I why do I continue to keep coming across 10 members of you
2: all? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kappa Alpha Psi is the best, man. Yo, go to all the noobs. Yeah. yeah,
1: what was that experience <laughs> like for you?
2: Um, I, I loved it. I I enjoyed it very much. Um, a lot of my very close friends to this day come by way of being a member of Kappa Alpha Psi and um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, I do take that uh, and, and tell people that don't define your life by it. It's not something that you have to be in. It's not something that you should go out and and uh sacrifice things to be in but it is a privilege to be in one is is definitely a great experience if you are fortunate to become a member of any of the the divine nine greek organizations um so definitely if you're interested definitely explore it i loved it i had a lot of great times i got to give back to my community through my organization to this day i mean the list of of that constantly achieve and have done wonderful things. That list is long, and uh, I'm a, I'm a definitely a proud member.
1: Yeah, now you got to represent. You got to give us the name of the institution. What, what's the institution name? Well, Cap Alpha
2: Psi or, Yeah, or, or, or. or the school, the um, college, the school. Yeah, yeah, Middle Middle Tennessee State University. Not oh, again nice.
0: It's
2: uh, right. yeah but it's the, it's, the, it's the white school. Don't get it twisted with Tennessee State University. We're close right. to each other, but it's <laughs> two different schools. <laughs> yeah, because I was going
1: to ask if this is like an HBCU or a PWI. Yeah,
2: but, yeah. P, the PWI, but we we have a large, we have not had, we have a very, very large congregation of black students Uh There on our campus that sometimes it it often feels like an HBCU, but not to take away from the real HBCUs, because that's something that unfortunately I missed out on. But if I had the chance, I would would have loved to attend HBCU. I definitely stand behind them 100 percent.
1: Absolutely. All right. So let's fast forward. Being that uh, you know we're not we're not gonna call you a military brat, I think that's <laughs> calling someone a military brat. You know, yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I, I mean it's a it's a it's a term that I think we all embrace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you know, at, you know, from that environment, right, to mm. being a, a proud member of Kappa Alpha Phi, and now acting. What
2: actually drove you into the acting profession? Oh man, I think I've always wanted to be an actor I, since as long as I can remember. And I remember just growing up with you know television with you know not the age myself, but I had like TGIF. Thank goodness it was Friday. Oh we had yes. Up. Yes. Yeah, yes. Family Matters <laughs> and all of them. Uh yeah. Step by step, uh, I would grow up watching you know all the great kung fu movies and the spy movies. James Bond. I would think I was spy after watching it, but yeah. Um, and I used to want to be all these things in life. I used to want to have so many different lives in one lifetime. I just wanted to experience all these different occupations and potential careers. But then I realized that I actually wanted to be the person who was inspiring me to do this because I wanted to hopefully one day inspire other people to live different lives that they may have not been aware of or may have not thought they could do and Mm -hmm. just change you know I want to be able to affect people in that way just create that magic
1: yeah you know it's funny because a lot of us including myself how I got into radio is watching a lot of cable television like in my mind as a kid Cable television was a requirement in the household. Notice <laughs> I said in my mind now when yeah. I
0: was a young kid,
1: and and I yeah. and I got bit by the acting bug just by watching cable television. And like you mm-hmm. said, you know, TGIF, Family Matters, Step by Step, Boy Meets yeah. World, Hanging
0: with Mr. Yeah. Cooper. You know that huge <laughs> yeah, lineup. Classic.
1: Yeah, and even like the Saturday morning shows from back in the day oh, and stuff. Man. But yeah. Those yeah, Saturday
2: mornings was it. <laughs>
1: it was (laughs) it definitely was um but you know it's it's one thing right it's one thing to look at television as a kid and inspiring Mm -hmm. to be like those characters and like those actors but to actually do it is another so walk walk us through the process of the of when you went from you know Looking at television and aspiring to do it, to now, you know, you you're either taking acting classes yeah. or you're going to auditions and stuff. Walk us through that process,
2: man. That's that's a deep rabbit hole, as you you probably already know. Um, yeah, there's no, you know, at least at least before YouTube and Google was as prominent as it is now, there was no one source to figure out how to do things, and the way that they was presenting. Actors' lives to us was overnight successes. It was just like the star was born overnight. And you never really understood that even with acting, it takes those 10,000 hours for a lot of people. And I didn't know how to do it. I was just coming. I, I graduated from high school and college in Tennessee. I was just like, I want to be an actor. And one way or the other, I was going to be an actor. And I thought football was going to be my way to eventually acting I pursued football professionally a little bit it didn't work out um I decided ultimately to walk away from it because my heart was just in acting even mm-hmm. if I went I was like I'm gonna go for a few years retire and that would give me access to being an actor but uh I was trying to do plays when I was in DC and it just wasn't working I was throwing spaghetti at the wall it wasn't sticking I was just hopping in people's plays and like people was making promises like this plays gonna take off someday it never would and not not to down them for their efforts and what they were doing it's just i was you know in that desperate phase when you're when you first start out. you're just like i just want to make it i just want to make it and i was like i just need to be in the mecca so i needed to be in new york la i got to new york still trying out for different plays i found plays on like craigslist i found plays online i'm just like i just i'm on audition i'm just gonna go out mm-hmm. there i'm gonna trust the universe trust god somehow yeah. some way this is gonna work out and one, I was going to audition for this one play, and as I was going to audition, this class was letting out end up being an acting class, and all the students were just laughing and smiling. They just looked like they had the time of their life. And I was like, What did you guys just come from? I want this energy. I didn't even know it was an acting class. I just wanted to know what would happen in that room because I was something about the energy was addictive to me. And I wanted a piece of it. They told yeah. me it was an acting class for this renowned uh, teacher and coach, Anthony Apeson, who I owe everything too. I would not be here if it wasn't for him. Phenomenal, phenomenal teacher. He really gave me a great foundation. And once you start getting yourself around your peers, you know, you start Mm -hmm. building your tribe and everybody has some type of wisdom or resource. They say, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. So then I started getting my my clips and my reels together. I started getting my resume building up, my marketing materials, the business side of acting that they don't usually teach you even in acting school. And um, yeah, started applying that and then still it was a matter of just making sure I was working something. It might have not have been the most glorious thing, but I was working and I joined this play in this fringe festival and it so happened that a big casting director's nephew was in that play with me. I didn't have, I didn't have any idea, I did the play. She saw me after the place. She was like, oh, you did a great job. She's like, do you have an agent? I was like, nah, I don't have a I'm just out here. Right. <laughs> like, what like, is well, the agent? What is the yeah. agent? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just out here. And I didn't even know who she was. Um, but she was like, let's change that. Here's my number. Give me a call tomorrow. And I was like, OK, cool. I'll, I'll email you. <laughs> and still didn't know who she was. She ended up being like this big time uh, commercial agent called Beth Mouski. And she hooked me up with an agent. Uh, commercial agent, and then that got me into national commercials and got my face out there. And then I just kept pushing, kept pushing, and I got more recognition. And eventually, got a manager, Melissa Young Management, who took me under her wing, took that chance on me, and the rest is history, man. Yeah. Just little by little, pin that time in, pin that work in, pin those ten thousand thousand hours in, and persevering, man. Perseverance, mm. perseverance is everything and it's in this industry. It show.
1: is. Staying consistent, you know, mm. it's easy to be in the business, right? You may mm. find yourself doing one or two commercials, one to do one or two yeah. projects and stuff. And you may be like, man, you know, what? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like I fell out of love yeah, from acting, yeah. you know, I want to do other things and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you have the passion and the hunger to do it, you're going to find the consistency and the perseverance, right. like you said, to keep going and going to where yeah. you are at now.
2: Yes, yes. I, I hear the, the. I was always told the people who make it are the ones who stick around, and and there's definitely nothing wrong with someone who realizes one day that maybe this is not their passion. Just like I did with football, I was like, "This is yeah. not my passion. I, this is not my my walk. This is not my journey." If you truly feel that, then definitely find something else to do. And I tell everybody, this is not an easy industry to be in. And if you can find something else to do, then please go do it, because this is not for the faint of heart. Right, but. If this is truly your passion, truly your heart, if you truly have to do this until the day you die, stick in there and just continue to stick in there, persevere and just stay at it. And like you said, stay consistent. And I promise you, something will happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There you go. Uh, Marcus Brandon, actor right here on the Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey, star Kells, who is in Africa. And we are now by. We are now joined by DJ Roland, who is with us this morning. What's going on, DJ rollon He's getting his life together. <laughs> there
3: we go. What's up, man? What's up, fellas? What's up, my man? Pleasure much, man? I'm tired of these daggone computers. I ask for updates, and I do the updates. And <laughs> I did the update yesterday. <laughs> and now it's going to take forever <laughs> to come on. I'm like, my, yeah. it's my phone.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to stay up with the stay stay up with the updates because the updates happen. Yeah. Technology is just moving too fast, man.
3: Yeah. yeah, I'm like, man, I just used this computer yesterday, and I want yeah. to act funny.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, it's that, crazy. Yeah,
1: uh, what would we do without technology? I mean, I love. I it. think it it would, because, I think we'll be more. I think we will be more much more smarter without technology.
2: Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe, I, maybe it's possible. <laughs> I, I definitely use Google a lot, but if I didn't have it, I'd probably depend on myself a lot more. But I'm yeah. a little scared of it, too, especially with all this AI, which I'm I'm amazed by. It. I love it. But I'm, a yeah. li- I'm not going to lie. I'm a little afraid of what, what it may mean. You see oh, what's yeah. going
1: on with China. yeah you see what's going on with those balloons yeah (laughs) those balloons in the sky I'm like oh okay I'm seeing three four five different white balloons in the sky I'm, I'm getting scared now yeah I used to get I used to get excited I used to get excited as a kid when I see balloons in the sky but now I don't (laughs) no I don't I get I am like Marcus I am literally paranoid
3: now every time I see a balloon in the sky
2: Man, you you never okay, know. So what,
3: what Some so more balloons for, for, for celebrations and, and birthdays. <laughs> and
2: balloons are not allowed. I was like, Yeah, if I
3: see one more balloon
1: in the sky, I'm like, You better get in the house. Get in the house right now. Right. House right
2: <laughs> right.
0: I was gonna say,
1: Happy birthday, Sean. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's all right, yeah,
1: yeah. we still celebrating my birthday, by the way. Aquarius, oh, nice.
2: Happy <laughs> birthday, my man. Thank you.
1: Thank you. It's a celebration. Yeah, uh man. actor Marcus Brandon, ladies and gentlemen, on uh the mayor of Kingston, which you can see right now on Paramount Plus. Let's get into yeah. it because uh, like I said, I, I keep reiterating, I am totally hooked to yeah. mayors of Kingston. And also, shout outs to Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus has been giving us a, a lot of great shows, a lot of yeah, great yeah, content these days. Um, so you play a deadly leader of yeah. the organization The Bloods. Yeah. The, yeah. the Bloods. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. How, we got to talk about it. How did you land that gig? And, and this is another experience for you because, you know, as an actor, as, as yourself, part of your job is studying. Studying, yeah. doing the research, on your character or the organization that you're going to be representing. So talk to us mm-hmm. about that experience that uh, drew you into the character of, of a, a deadly leader. I mean, not just a member, a leader yeah.
2: of yeah, the bloods,
1: yeah, man. Let's talk about that.
2: It's that's, 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 that's heavy, man. It's heavy. That's, you know, just and even to be real, uh, when I was offered the role, you know, all the things went through my mind, like, do I want to play a quote unquote thug? Do I want to play a gang member as a black male? Do I do I want to, to go this route? But as you say, I watched I watched um uh, Mayor Kingstown like an episode before my audition to get the tone of the show to see how the rhythm is.
0: Yeah. And
2: first episode, like you, season one, I was hooked. I was like, oh man, this is how they're doing it. Okay. This is a good show. And as more I started to watch the show, I realized that it wasn't just simple black and white it wasn't just about these uh, quote unquote criminals doing bad things and the law enforcement deals they really was digging into the racism and the 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 uh miscare and the unfair treatment that takes place in prisons and when these members are incarcerated and um I really appreciate that about the show. And I was like, oh, this is more, this is about more. This character is layered. And Diedrich is, even though he's deadly, he's intimidating and he has to be that way. He's the leader of the bliss. He can't, you know, even if you align or a prideful or a general in the military, you cannot look weak to the your opponents or even your fellow members because everyone's looking towards you. You have to present yourself a certain way and that's how Diedrich, but he's a true product of his environment. But he also wants better for his fellow members and his community. He wants to legitimize his businesses. He wants to go the right path, but he still is a product of of his environment. If you watch the show, he gets mixed up in a deal that leads Mm -hmm. him down a path that makes things difficult for him along with other cast members. And, you know, what can you say? It's, it's, It's an unfortunate part of his life. But I grew up in, like I said, I grew up in so many different environments. I grew up and the hood at times, and I I, I know members of this organization and other gangs, and I was able to kind of pull from that experience, man, being around it and just understanding that, you know, everyone has their reasons for for what they do, and Mm -hmm. everyone may not agree with them. Everyone may not believe in them, but they still have their reasons, and for them, those reasons are valid, and for them, those reasons a lot of times are justified, and that's no different for Dietrich. He has his reasons for being the leader of the Bloods. He has his reasons for making the moves he's making. And uh, to really, really see this character, you're going to have to watch to to dig in. Yeah.
1: Uh, Me and Roland, we know the history of the Bloods. And Mm -hmm. um, it's a very intriguing history to Mm -hmm. learn about an organization that started out doing this but transitioned into something else and to be a part to to play the role of a character of an organization that is not fictional at all it is Mm -hmm. the real deal um it 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 gravitates you even more to the character to the person playing it because you know i'm a person who believes in the cause and effect of life like Mm -hmm. the root is here's what happened in the past to why this person is the way that he or she Mm -hmm. is and why they are a part of this family of this organization where there's some things that you portrayed as the character what are some things that resonated with you that you could relate to playing this character you know like what what were some things that resonated to you
2: yeah for for me personally it it definitely goes back to the um the justification of of his reasons what his inner thoughts are of you know i'm in this situation and i'm just doing what i need to do to, to survive i'm doing what i have to do because there's a line of people who are depending on me and um, and I'm not saying I necessarily go through this world with ill intentions, yeah. but I'm all, I do have the mentality of I'm going to go out here every day. I have kids. I'm going to go out here every day and make sure that all my moves and intentions for that day is to empower my kids and to provide a better life for them. And yeah. a lot of my decisions come with that behind it. And I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure that they are better off than I was when I was a kid and better off than my parents were when they were kids. And I believe that's the same way that Dietrich moves to the world.
3: Mm-hmm. I do have a question. Yeah. Um, how long... Uh, I know you're talking about this particular character. Um, yeah. have, are you? Does it take you a long time to really kind of master the character that you're portraying?
2: I think, um, that's, that's a great question, my man. I don't, I wouldn't, a master would be a hard thing to, to say because I believe nobody, these characters aren't perfect. And I I get what you're saying. As far as me and golf immersing myself into this character, but by immersing myself into this character, I definitely get the foundation. Doesn't, doesn't take too long. Um, because it's already in me Mm -hmm. everything, you know, you're, you're, you, have this vast imagination. And once you have these skill sets of training to be an actor, you know how to break down the character development, how to build this right. character from the ground up. But then a lot of it for me is just trusting in myself and trusting in my thoughts of that character as I move through the script of how that he's going to react the way he's react. When he hears things that people are saying, he's going to react the way Dedrick is going to react because he's a person and he has different qualities and he reacts different ways to different things. And um, he's not perfect and there's going to be flaws within him. So pretty much just letting him and myself have the freedom to be vulnerable, to listen and to react naturally. And I just let it go and and just trusting and trusting myself. Good. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What are What are some of the things that you do, you know, before you get out of the trailer and mm-hmm. you step on the set? What are some of the things that you do to prepare yourself before the director says, "Playback,
2: action." Yeah. Yeah. Um, being Being in in wardrobe is is a big thing for me. Being in the shoes of the role. Is a big thing for me because these are not my normal clothes that I would wear. And once I get into that clothing, um, I kind of just transform, and then I start thinking like the character. And even off camera, I'm just thinking like the character and reacting everything through the eyes of, of that of that character, Diedrich. And um, the the sc- script breakdown and all that that's already been done before. I'm, I'm stepping out on set. So all that is done and I'm trusting that I'm just pretty much being in my own head thinking and just relaxing and uh, freeing up my, my instrument, my body to receive. You know, I want all stress that's not related to the character to, to be gone and I let it go. And so that I have no tension that's going to block me from being truthful as a character because if I have stress, if I'm worried about I don't know, bills or some other issues with uh friends or family members or partners, if that's on my brain or in my body, that stress yeah. is gonna block me from being the best right. actor I can be to portray that character at a time. So I try to just release all that. Mm. That's good. That's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it can be a distraction too as an actor. Mm-hmm. You wanna sure. you wanna bring your A game. Oh, want to sure. Especially you give it all you
2: got. Especially yeah. in Hollywood, man. You don't want to. <laughs> you only get too many chances. You got to <laughs> come right. Right,
1: right. <laughs> We're on season two of Mayor of Kingston. DJ Roland, do you watch the show, or do you need to
3: catch up to speed? I need to catch up with the speed because Tanya and I are trying to get. Uh, Tanya's my wife, I'm just letting you know. (laughs) Uh, Trying to watch more shows together uh, because of our timing and everything. Mm. um, Because definitely, I heard about it and I heard great things about it. And I definitely want to catch up with that on a a regular basis and whatnot. So it's just that with my style of life and and, and Sean knows this, it's like, okay, all right. (laughs) You gotta get it when you can get it,
2: for sure. But it's, a, it's yeah. a great show to binge watch. And I tell I'm I'm in season two. I come in on episode two of season two, but I okay. tell people it's it's worth going back to season one and starting from episode one because the show is just really good. And I and I promise you after watching the first episode of season season one, you're going to be hooked.
0: And you're going to yes. like
2: I like that.
1: Yeah, executive produced by the great Antoine Foucault, of course. Yes. Uh with a lineup of a-list actors hugh dylan michael beach diane mm-hmm. west and of course jeremy renner um yeah. i gotta ask you you know because our our thoughts and prayers still go out yes, to jeremy you know uh, and his family and stuff like that it's great news that he is still in recovery mode um what was your reaction when you got the news about jeremy's injuries
2: mm-hmm. Uh, i i was i was i was fearful for him um I've heard about it i heard um that he, you know he almost lost his life on on the scene and for, fortunately there was a friend close by our neighbor that was a doctor that helped save his life but you know who would have known that that person wasn't there and just knowing the trauma he he went through, my thoughts were about him as a human being and one the best for him, you know, cause I can't imagine what he's going through um, being, I've been through a few near death experiences at a younger age. And I know when those things happen, none of this Hollywood stuff matters, you know, none of this, these achievements are money. None of this matters at the end of the day. And I'm sure this is the same for him that, and I'm glad that he's had the time to be around the loved ones because those relationships is really what what is this in this world is things that we should prioritize. And he's taking that time. He's taking his time to recover. He's recovering um, a lot better than they expected. He, he's becoming mobile, and I'm happy for him. But as far as going through my mind, it was really just, you know, praying for his, his life and his recovering and yeah. his loved ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. I could not see anybody playing the main role of the mayor other than jeremy renner he does an an exceptional and amazing job i mean he was already a great actor before the series came to light but jeremy plays such a great role and he's known for a lot of dramatic roles right but he's played such a great role as being a mayor for the mm-hmm. show, and, and I just could not see anybody replacing him if something were to happen to Jeremy, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I'm glad that uh, Jeremy's in recovery mode because we we want to see season three. We want to see season yeah. three, season <laughs> four, season five definitely. of Mayor of Kingston. You know, I cannot see Mayor of Kingston only doing two seasons and that's it. Nah, I cannot
2: see that. Nah. It's definitely going to be more. There's a you know, uh, if you see the show, there's a lot of characters on the show. And a lot of avenues that they can take the show in direction they in they can take it in, but definitely Jeremy is killing it as the mayor. Uh, everyone loves him in that in that role. If you watch the show, then you know that it's kind of those shows where anybody can die in the episode. So that's always has you kind of on the edge of your seat because you just never. It doesn't matter who you are on the show, anybody can 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 get it. <laughs>
1: Now, now, now you saying now because you said all of that. Tell yeah. our listeners, especially DJ Roland, because he needs to catch up to speed. Tell the listeners, the viewers, what the show is actually about.
2: Oh, so the the show is about this family, McCluskey family. Who Jeremy's character, Mike McCluskey, is a, and he was the the Miller brother. And what they do and what he does essentially is he's a power broker or, or some may consider a peace broker between the justice system, law enforcement and the prisons and, and criminals uh, within our the uh, inmates of the prisons. So he brokers deals to keep the peace. Sometimes he does things that favor the the gangs and the inmates and sometimes he does things that favor the law he just makes sure that both sides are happy but as you can imagine when you're dealing with politics in Mm -hmm. this way between these groups a lot of things can happen a lot of things can go wrong and that's essentially what happens in this show is things go wrong and then there's a domino effect if one thing goes wrong and -hmm. then you owe people things and there's a lot of people who are who are (laughs) in your pockets as the mayor and he's trying to please everybody and and you can only imagine the chaos that comes from that. Um, it's
1: it's Um, one of those shows where you can see a lot of, you're going to see a lot of corruption, right? You're going to see a lot of corruption Mm
0: -hmm. a lot of
1: street drama, street crimes and stuff. You know, I, Mm -hmm. there was one scene and and I don't want to give it away, but there was one scene in the episode. Uh, I believe it was either on season one or season two It's one of those seasons. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there was a pit bull. Oh. Yeah, the pit bull yeah. scene, right? It was in the car. It was the car. Yeah. The guy in the car got shot yeah. up. And yeah. they
0: sent this pit bull to go inside yeah. the car to finish the job. Oh, I'm man. like, oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I
3: I got a question on this. With this type of uh environment of the uh of their project it sounds like there's no women
2: involved in this uh there, there is day. there is <laughs> there's quite there's quite a bit a few a handful of women who are involved um jeremy uh mike mccluskey has a secretary who's a prominent part of the show he's there's also um sex workers who are very much part of Negotiations and the story itself. One of them, particularly, um, I think uh, Iris, who uh, lived by by MI, she's a big part of the show because she, I don't want to give spoilers, but she wants to get out of the life that she's in. But the person who is her boss is an inmate and old quote unquote friend of Mike McCluskey, of Jeremy's character. Right. Things get a little crazy with that. And then you got Diane, um Diane West. West, who, yeah. you know, a, a phenomenal actress, uh big time, um, who plays place is And she she gets more involved in the second season. Uh, she's in the first season as well. And then you have uh the prosecutors in the DA office, like there's there's definitely a woman uh who promised, but there's so many characters in the show. That's that's right. the thing. There's a lot of character development, a lot of characters. That there's so many different stories and layers.
3: Yeah, because sex is usually kind of the calm, the calmer in this. And I was like, (laughs) the way things are sounding, I'm like, there's no
2: (laughs)
0: sex involved. (laughs) No,
2: they they definitely have that involved, but it comes it comes with a price <laughs> right,
0: exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> oh yeah yeah man like i said paramount plus been rolling out a lot of great shows you know like this one of course you have the game and you got yellowstone yes. uh you know big shouts to paramount plus for yeah. the great content they've been giving us so Definitely, if you haven't seen it already, make sure y'all check it out. Mayor of Kingstown, or Kingstown, rather, Mayor of Kingstown, uh, available on Paramount Plus. Now, what other projects are you currently working on outside of Mayor of Kingstown?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. I just, uh, another show of mine, I was on episode three of Poker Face just aired uh, two, three weeks ago with Natasha Leon. She's from uh, American Pie and Orange's New Black and Russian Dolls. She's the lead character. And every show is essentially anthology. So, like, most of the cast is new every episode because she runs from town to town. And she has, like, a natural lie detector inside of her that helps her know when people are lying. She helps people solve the mystery case of the week or murder case of the week, as you say. It's by the same writers as Knives Out. Uh, the movies and it's just very entertaining definitely worth watching i was in episode three with little rel and um it, it was uh, it was such a great experience i wouldn't place it for anything i got some uh other projects coming out but under nda i can't speak to on too much now but you will be seeing me again on your screen more of me on your screen and i have an Indian film that's going to be shooting in the philippines soon oh. uh, mm. that i'm excited for it's going to be a great adventure. I've never been, and speaking of traveling and experiencing new cultures, this is a great opportunity to not only get that while acting, but, you know, all in one. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, well, some fun facts about you when you're not shooting, when you're not on set, what are some fun things that you like to
2: do on your time off? Um, I'm a. I I love... Um, business development, to be honest. I, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a cybersecurity business and share co-working business and a few other things, real estate. So I'm always trying to find the, the next business to help grow my portfolio. But outside of that, when I'm more relaxing, I've been riding my motorcycle a lot, enjoying that. We've been having a unusual warm winter in New York City. So I've been able to ride my motorcycle here and there um i've been enjoying it not complaining uh you know some people may say some things if something's not right if it's too warm at this time of the year but yeah. i'm gonna enjoy it Um uh, i love snowboarding and and being with my kids man and then you know food i just i love eating food man. <laughs> food. new restaurants any food cuisine i love it
1: i've read somewhere that your favorite foods or some of the foods that you love to eat are tacos
2: oh man they should write a book about me and tacos. I, I love tacos. <laughs> like, I might be like the Bubba gump of tacos, man. <laughs> like tacos is really, I don't know. They got a special place in my heart. They just they just hit the spot every time. Do you
1: make know. tacos yourself? Because you know now that you, you can make your own taco.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I do. I used to I used to I used to, I used to celebrate taco Tuesdays in my house every Tuesday for the longest. <laughs> I don't have as much time anymore, but that used to be my yeah. day um and i used to really be big into fish tacos i don't eat meat as much these days but fish tacos were always like the sweet spot okay mm. i do have a
3: question is there a particular mm. actor and or actress that you would like to work with in the near future like future? Man, that's a yeah
2: that's a tough question man there's so many there's so many so many people that i grew up watching that i want to still work with like i want to work with angela bassett and, Viola Davis and Mill Street and Daniel Day Lewis and Denzel and Will Smith. I would love to be in a movie with Denzel and Will Smith together. That would, that would be great. That would
3: be good. I heard I heard yeah. they're working on some type of project. Uh, Will Smith and Denzel. I heard something. I did. I didn't read the whole snip of it, but they yeah. had like a little thing. Like they might be working together real soon.
2: Oh man! You know, I gotta, I gotta yeah, I'm have to keep my eye on it, man. I'm have to get it. I'm have to. I gotta get there before Michael B. Jordan get there. I gotta, I gotta do <laughs> it <be there> too. <laughs> but you yeah, yeah. could be in the movie too. We all be in the film together. But I uh, see, uh, yeah, actually, I, I was gonna
3: say this real quick. Sorry, Sean, that Michael you, B. Jordan and Will Smith are working on "I Am Legend." So hopefully, you yeah. can uh, be part of that, part of one of the characters. Yeah,
2: there. yeah, but, yeah. That would be great too, man. I'm open to receive you know the, the, and the opportunities that are right for me. Definitely. Um, they're coming, and I'm excited for the future of my career. I'm definitely awesome. ready. Yeah,
1: absolutely, man. And and I love the fact that you got a degree. And you know, this is going back to the fun mm. facts of Marcus Brandon. You got a degree in computer engineering. Yeah. Right? You know, You know what's so fascinating? I meet so many people in the industry that got a degree in something, whether it's marketing or mm. criminal justice or – computer engineer, engineering like you, but they are all actors. <laughs>
0: they
1: are all actors and actresses.
2: So <laughs> yeah. um I I actually I majored in acting when I first went to college and then I said I for myself I was like coming from the humble beginnings. I was like I, I think I want something a little bit more financial secure and, and something that something yeah. that I knew the future would grow in the future and continue to grow with technology and new computers would be around. So if anything happened, I would always be able to find a job with computers in some way. So, um, yeah. and, and so I switched it to computer engineering. And yeah. uh, I think maybe, not to, not to knock my school and their actors program, but maybe if I went to, you know, Yale or NYU, I might have stuck with the active degree. But I went to Middle Tennessee State University. So I was like, you know what? I think there's I probably could find other ways to become an actor and 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 um depend on that, but I was like, I'm gonna go with computer engineering. They had a great engineering uh department. Uh yeah. one of the top programs. So I, I went with that route. Yeah, not the, the acting program, but I think it was it was a better decision for myself. And I just love computers. Hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh engineering, that's a part of the STEM. I don't know Mm. what you call it, but the STEM thing, you know, science, technology, Mm -hmm. engineering, and math. uh, Those are the four, the four powerful sources that will lead you to lucrative jobs. Now, we can just only add the extra E in there, entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, add the extra E in there between engineering and mathematics, science, technology, engineering, (laughs) entertainment,
0: and math.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think there will be more
2: and more people in entertainment. Definitely. I I think more and more people are coming to it. It's definitely more saturated these days than before. You know, there's a lot more opportunities with different platforms, all these streaming platforms and YouTube. And that's the one thing that I'm kind of scared of with AI. I think the AI is going to give even more opportunities for someone in the middle of nowhere to create a cinematic project perfect with ai they could just have their phone uh, a couple of actors and they could create a cinematic perfect cinematic movie yeah ai just but goes it, in and fix it but you know but, i'm an old school type of
1: person yeah. though i i still love to go to the movie theater i still love Dang. to go to the movie theater i still love to go to the drive-in movies yeah. i still I still love to go to the $1 movie theaters I don't think they have any of those anymore
2: No, they don't
1: It's But true story though Here in Georgia, right mm-hmm. I went to a $1 movie theater And this was back in 2018
2: Oh, huh? Yes,
1: that wasn't uh, even that long ago It yeah. was one in I want to say it was Fayetteville, Georgia
2: Yeah, wow yeah, it's unheard of. I thought it was obsolete. I, I got no go <laughs> I mean, I'm just killed.
1: saying
0: that.
1: I'm just saying they got one blockbuster video store here in America. They got to be at least one movie dollar theater somewhere here. In the, someone here in the United States
2: of America. Yeah. I know in Jersey <laughs> we got a few drive ins It's not the dollar one, but there's a drive-in theater. I still like that nostalgia of that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I love it. I love it, man. So before we let
1: you go, uh, because I know you got to go, Marcus, uh, of Mm -hmm. course, we are celebrating 50 years of hip hop and Mm -hmm. we're going to do something on each of our episodes between now and the end of the year to commemorate 50 years of hip hop. And, you know, this show was built off of hip hop. That's why it's called Mm -hmm. the Beat Break, right? The Beat Break Mm -hmm. Morning Show. So you got to tell us, what was the first hip-hop album? We're going to ask you three questions. <sighs> what, what was the first hip-hop album you purchased?
2: That's the oh, question number. Oh, The first one, I think the first one was AT Aliens. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Outcast, Wow. Yeah, Outcast. ATL wow. was up in the very first one. I was like, oh, I, I wanna, I gotta get this one. You know, being the South, you know, there, there was they were the ones and, and that album was just I mean,
0: it, it's You're up to it's in the classic.
2: You yeah. were in school when you got it, didn't was I <laughs> you? Was that what? Yeah, in
3: school, you were in school when you got it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's on the
0: way. <laughs>
3: right, right. Okay, yeah. that's what's up. Okay, uh, so
0: that was your first album. album. All right.
3: Mm. Second
1: question: What is in your playlist right now? All things considered, rap uh, or hip hop? What is in What is in Marcus Brandon's playlist?
2: I'm gonna say once once you shuffle around the kids, <laughs> the kids. uh animated movie theme songs um I'm gonna say is, is I, I I love FKJ Masego uh, yeah. um FKJ stands for I think French Kiwi Juice dope uh, multi-instrumentalist with a lot of jazz undertones um little uh, baby little baby is in there uh keep some future Tim's Wizkid is in there um uh Dirk. I keep keep him rotating. Um but yeah, and feature. Yeah. Okay. All right. The yeah. newest but the newest I, joints. The newest yeah but, newest but yeah. I mean I gotta keep my I keep my J. Cole on rotation and my Kendrick on rotation. Um and I just okay. I was I was just listening to some uh Tupac and Bone Thug <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Bone thugs
1: you gotta throw in some old school in there. So you yeah, gotta sure. balance. Okay. All right. One more question. Who would win in a rap battle? Uh the baby or little baby?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm gonna give it to Lil Baby just because I mean they both got unique styles, but I think Lil Baby's a little bit more maybe innovative, a little bit more quick on the toes, I think, but they're both very entertaining, but I don't know. Little baby, I would, I would give it to him. Wow. What about, what about you? You saying the opposite? Who you claiming? Who you claiming?
3: I'm I'm a DJ and it's me. No, all I can say is Somebody named Baby will win. That's all I. Can say. <laughs> uh, we gotta,
1: we gotta, we gotta actually specify. Are we talking about Baby really? from Cash Money? Like which Baby are we talking
3: about? We talking about Little Baby and the Baby. That's that's okay. So but so that. Baby,
1: aka Birdman, is not included no, in this no, no, conversation.
3: No, he okay, he ain't talking about that man. He talking uh, about <laughs> Little Baby and Dub And I I'm say, baby, baby, somebody named Baby will win. That's all I can say.
1: Somebody with Baby,
2: okay.
0: <laughs>
3: I can't figure
1: it out. I can't figure right, it out. All right. all right, y'all gonna leave me, <laughs>
2: leave me out here on the island then. That's- <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, Marcus Brandon, man, I appreciate you for coming on the Beat Break Morning Show uh, once again. He is on Mayor of Kingstown, available on Paramount Plus. So, yo, yeah. you all make sure you check out his character, D uh, as the image. Uh, Intimidating deadly leader of the bloods, man. So, this show and even his character and his scenes, it definitely keep you in suspense. So, make sure y'all check it out. Uh, season two available as well as season one on Paramount Plus, man. Any uh, last remarks, any shout outs you want to give before you sign
2: off? Uh, definitely. Hit me up if, it, if even actors who are coming up, hit me up if you want some advice. Marcus Lorenzo Brandon on IG and uh, just wishing everybody the best, man. Thanks again for having me, man. Great. Oh, man. Thank you so much, man.
1: You're welcome anytime to the Beat Break Morning Show atmosphere, brother. We really appreciate it. Much success to you and uh, yeah. much more in your acting career, man. Definitely. Uh,
3: Thank perfect.
1: you. Thank you so much. Marcus Brandon, ladies and gentlemen. Mayor of Kingstown. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. (laughs) I promise. I promise. Season (laughs) two.
2: Catch up. (laughs)
0: Catch
1: up. Thank you so much. All right. It's the Beat Break Morning Show. Uh, We are at the top of the hour, DJ Roland. So we're going to have more of the Beat Break Morning Show. With myself, yours truly, Sean Garvey, and DJ Rollum, and Star who is here in the spirit. So stay tuned for this station ID, and we got more on the way next, right here on the Beat Break Morning Show. Y'all keep it locked. All right, okay. Welcome back to the Beat Break Morning Show. This is the third hour of the Beat Break Morning Show. Sean Garvey, DJ Roland. We got the caffeine and energy drink mix coming up with DJ Roland, a very special tribute to one of the best hip-hop groups of all time, De La Soul. We got that coming up in just a few moments. Shout-outs to actor, the one and only... Marcus Brandon from Mayor of Kingstown for coming on. I had to make sure that I didn't catch myself continuously saying Kingston is Kingstown. So I don't want anybody to go online and search for Mayor of Kingston and be like, wait a minute. I thought Sean Garvey said this was a show. This ain't a show. This is something else. No, (laughs) Mayor of Kingstown. That's where you can check out Marcus Brandon on May of Kingstown, Paramount Plus. DJ Rollum, mm. back on the Beat Break morning show. Yes. Uh, Star Kells in Africa. She might as well just live there. She's back there again. I didn't know that. He's back there. Yep, for business purposes. Was she trying to be a dual resident? I don't know. I don't know.
3: But mm. then again, maybe she likes it better there and then here in America.
1: That, well, that's she
0: won't,
3: be like Steve, she won't be like she, Stevie Wonder then just actually moved there. <laughs> could be.
0: Yeah.
1: Anything is possible.
3: You know, we've had so many
1: public figures that went to Africa possibly wanted to move there, but they went to Africa anyway. Chappelle. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, of course, Akon is from there. Right. So many, so many people. You know, if Tupac was still alive, he would definitely, definitely not only go to Africa, but he probably would move there.
3: Yeah, I probably, yeah, yeah.
1: If Tupac was still alive.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I had
1: this thing, I had this thing in my head earlier today where, you know, because I, I keep seeing all these documentaries that's getting ready to come out or already have came out about Tupac Shakur's life and what people did not know about Tupac Shakur. And I was just like, you know, if Pop was still alive and he went to Africa, if he chose to come back to America from Africa, he would never ever be the same. No, no. He would never ever be the same. He would no. be like, man, forget this thug life, forget this, forget rap music, forget all, forget all this. No, he he. There's no telling what else he could have accomplished
3: a if he came actor. back from Africa. A great actor. That's what he would I'd be. Think. What? A great actor. A better actor. Yeah.
1: He was a he great actor, a... but a better Good. actor. But I think yes. he would have definitely be something else beyond acting and rapping.
3: That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it is maybe what it running, is. Maybe
1: running for a president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't I, laugh. I, I, I don't know. I don't
3: don't know. laugh. I mean, I'm not You're gonna laughing. Say run, I, I said running
1: for a president. I didn't say becoming one.
3: I I, I say he, 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 he... I'm looking at his character. Mm. I would think he would not try to do anything in politics uh, per se because of how how he was uh, or looking at his character and definitely running for a, a high office like that such so as president wouldn't be in his limelight. He would probably do something more that would be like he would have had a, a big affiliation with uh, uh, BLM, so he would have definitely been part of that like crazy, and probably would have started it a whole lot earlier. Probably would have started that back, probably back in the in the nineties. Knowing him, mm-hmm. that's yeah. what I think. Yeah, but you
1: know, we're just only going by speculation, right? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, he, you know, he
3: did leave a legacy. While on Earth, he did leave a legacy. He left a
1: mark. Oh, huge, huge mark.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I just yeah.
3: got, when I personally didn't like him, I mean, only reason why I didn't like him because when he first started as a rapper, when Brenda had a baby, I'm like, okay, all right. No thug stuff. Good. And then he came up with that thug stuff. I'm like, oh, God. Here we go again. And whatnot. And I mean, I'm not... Knocking his his um uh, his craft. It's just that I got uh, me personally. I got tired of hearing thuggish stuff. I wanted to hear more. Uh, you wanted you
1: wanted the conscious side. You wanted the yeah. conscious side
3: of pop. Yeah, I'm like you. Start off know. like that. Keep it like that. You know, you weren't. Yeah, you know, thug- but- it is what it is. I got. I understand why he did it, mm-hmm. but I just like, dog. Why? <laughs> But, That's I mean, so if he didn't give us the
1: thug stuff, he didn't, if he didn't give us the thug stuff or the, the other side of pot, we wouldn't have heard songs like, you know, I Get Around, yeah. Get Them Up. I mean, we can go the list. Right, <laughs> Tell, me right, right. yeah. Tell me how you want it. Tell me how you want it. So, so many songs, uh, you know, all a catalog, on. a catalog. Yeah. All eyes on. Come with me. Yeah,
3: Hail Mary. I mean, he was the actual first uh, artist to, to go platinum with two CDs on an album. The first artist to actually do that. He He broke a lot of records before stuff, you know, how people got rolling, you know, into that. So he did a lot. He started yeah. off a lot. And I commend him on that, yeah, and whatnot. But yeah, he would have. He, I don't think he would have gone to politics like that as a president. He would have done some other stuff to make it more noticeable about um, about who we are as as a people. I think he would have done that because he, he. Believe me, I don't think he would have really worried about the other ones not as much as he worries about the color of, of his skin. That's the thing that I feel in my personal opinion
1: I think yeah you know I I think just by the nature of him and the songs that he has put out and stuff it would have motivated him to at least try it at least run hmm. I'm not saying he would win uh,
3: I know that you know but at least run for president he, Cause, he, he, cause he would have been an independent. He would definitely not have been a Republican. I know that for sure. So you know, you wouldn't be a Democrat either? No, he would have been no Democrat. No. He would have been a pure independent. He'd probably be the most popular independent in history if he had done it like that. Mm. That's my opinion on that. He would definitely not be care none of those parties. He does not care about either one of those parties here or there. So I'm just saying. He would have
1: created his own party called the Thug Life Party.
3: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the thug party. The thug party, yeah. The thug party, yeah. And there he would have had man. a lot of folks following it, too. And whatnot. But guess what? Guess what? Uh, by by saying it like that, they mm-hmm. would have said that was that would be like a cult party. Mm-hmm. That would probably would have called a cult party. Because if you get a bunch of us, thug people, or negative, oh, I wouldn't say negative, more hardcore, I would say, into a party they would have called it a cult. That's what they probably would have done. Hmm. Well, man, we will never know. We will never know, yeah. But nah. somebody may, may think about it. I mean, they listen to our show, so somebody like, hmm, you know, do the old
1: come up the with an idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, they better <laughs> cut us a check. Yeah, yeah, don't forget They're going to take, take our idea and yeah. put it into fruition. You, you better cut us a check. There you go, there you go. There you go, man. Yeah, yep. uh, what a great way to talk about this as we continue to celebrate 50 years of hip-hop. Uh, of course, if you listen to my show, The Mental Space, on W-A-O-K, 1380 AM in Atlanta, I had Sparky D call in
0: ah! to give her, a, yeah,
1: to give her two cents on what she thought about the recent hip-hop tribute performance at the 2023 Grammys i openly said on the mental space that i had to give it a c minus really yep
0: i gave it a c minus
1: i gave it a c minus and sparky d gave it a c (laughs) okay
0: Okay. at least
1: at least she was more nice to do that than me she
3: gave it a c i gave it a c minus a c minus is close to a d right exactly and and the reason why i sort of agree with you because i'm sorry i have to say this but this the the, the new, uh the actual station that actually aired it did a, a horrible part by placing it on commercials doing a very important part of uh, of the show and I really was ticked off about that. And you had to go on other platforms just to see it. So I really blame the Atlanta station, if I can say it. Just say it. Go ahead say and say
1: it. Say call CBS, letters.
3: CBS 46, you get a huge F for that. Because well. you did not allow a lot of the performers be seen in um, the, the airways of Atlanta. You know, because everybody from on social media was talking about what was going on. And we people in Atlanta didn't see that. So I give it an F. I couldn't give it a C minus because of what I saw. I'm like, what? And, I, and the last person I remember seeing uh, was Queen. but um, Queen Latifah. And I did see Ice-T. I did see. I can't remember his name. But I did see a member from De La Soul was on there. Yeah, we'll we we'll get
1: into that in just a few moments. But, uh-huh. but
3: it's just it's just sad, man. I'm like, man, ugh. But before yeah. we get into that, um I by the way, say, by
1: the way, CBS 46, uh, of course, is also, is now known as W A N F. People oh, yeah. like people from Roland, like Roland is Atlanta, right? Roland is Atlanta. He's still Baltimore, but he's Atlanta as well. Uh he knows it, like I mean, you know, I work in media. Uh, We still know it as CBS 46, but down here, it's known as WANF now. I think that ever since WANF, ever since CBS 46, we branded itself and renamed it as WANF. Things started to become a bit
3: mm, interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it has. I agree. It has. It has. But I got got some trivia. Not really a trivia, but I got a question for you. Okay. Tony was asking me about that earlier this morning. She said uh, that Ja rule She no, she believed that Ja Ru was the first rapper that sang, that sung. Do you believe that? I say no. No. She no. believes that. And I said, no, Ja rule wasn't, you know. Maybe first- she meant
1: maybe she meant to say Ja Ru is the first rapper to sing with a very white voice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, is it really a very white voice, or is it like a like an angry gutter street voice? Like, what would that be without you?
0: What would I you? I don't
1: <laughs> Maybe she meant that he's the first rapper to sing in that type of voice, that street gutter
3: sound. Okay, yeah, it didn't it didn't have any like. You know, tweaking it to make it sound good or anything—that was just pure raw in the studio.
0: <laughs> Would I want be without you. <laughs> I
3: was
0: saying, but
1: but historically that, speaking, I don't even call. No, that he's me. not the first rapper. He's not
3: the te- technically. He's not the first rapper to sing. He's not. Te- he's not technically. Which I told her that I said Jairo was not the first. I told her. Yeah. On to the show, so I'm like, hmm. so I will let her know. What was what was her response? She like, are you sure? And I like, yeah, no, no, he is not the he is not the first one. No,
1: we we got a, we got a laundry list. We got a laundry artists. list.
3: And then she said, "Heavy D. I said, "Heavy D didn't sing. He just had a he had one of his first soft songs when L. Cool J came out with his his, cool his
1: songs. Song. His songs were more for the women, though. He was the overweight lover. Right, It's considered yeah. the overweight lover. The
3: overweight lover's in the house. He just right. made a lot of songs for women. Right, right. So, ugh. So I said, uh-uh. I, I had to, like, really think about it. and I ain't had to really figure stuff out yet because she threw that into me. And I'm like, hmm, I got to really check that out and whatnot. But I know it wasn't Ja Rule. I know it wasn't. Yeah. No. No. mm Jaw
1: rule, yeah. out, of, out of all
3: the artists, Ja rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: okay, 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 okay. I mean, just by herself, Tanya. Shout out to Tanya, by the way, uh, Tanya Townsend. Now, you know, just by her mentioning Ja rule, is is keeping him relevant to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, he did some you know,
3: hits. Yeah, I mean, he had some hits. I wouldn't. I'm not shooting him down or right. anything. He got a pretty good catalog. He got a pretty good catalog. Yeah, I mean, Jay Z helped bring him out on his song "Can I Get yeah. a What What?" So that's how Rule really came out from that. He, hit d- song. yeah, yep,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, Jay Z put him on. Mm-hmm. Dmx allowed him to sound like him, and 50 <laughs> Cent came mad. in and 50 <laughs> Cent came in and crushed his career. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no no no! I'm sorry. No sound. No sound. Applause. No applause. No applause. I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. My bad. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it just makes sense. His first album was "Bini Benibici."
3: <laughs>
1: Beanie... <laughs> oh and man! He uh... came. You know, he came. He saw. He conquered. Right? J.C. came. D.M.X. saw and Fifty Cent conquered.
3: Vini yeah. Benibici.
0: <sighs>
3: <laughs> uh, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. All right. <laughs> We're still on Tanya, though. We're still talking about time. Okay. She, she got confused with P.M. Dawn and Daylight Soul for me. What? I was like, what? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Wait, That's wait. You, she got
1: P... Wait, I just want to make sure I heard you correctly and, and for our listeners out there. Uh-huh. She got P.M. Was it PM Dawn? Uh huh. PM Dawn. Okay. PM Dawn. Confused with De La Soul.
3: Uh huh. Hmm. Wow. Did you think because she thinks they sounded like, and I'm like, yeah,
0: hell no, to the <laughs> hell to
3: the now. Yeah. So I'm like, just she was thinking because of a couple of songs. I can't even think of those songs she said because it, cause that threw me off. I'm like, wait. No. He and Dawn and Daylight Soul. on Dawn came out several years later after Daylight Soul. So I'm thinking like yeah. thinking in the late 90s and whatnot. Daylight Soul came out in, in, in 89, 90. Something like, that's why and I said they, several years. And that's, and that's two different
1: energies. I mean, kind of, you know, a little bit like on the conscious uh hippie, peaceful type of vibe and what have you, but you you can't even put them up against each other in a versus battle.
3: No. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I love her, but no, baby.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I was like, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. But ah.
3: yeah. well, speaking of a, in 50 yeah. years, man, the 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 uh the celebration of it. I think um, with the mix that I'm going to put out with the De La Soul thing, you're going to be like surprised. Like De La Soul and Tribe and, and, and Jungle Brothers have a lot of stuff that helped start a new wave of hip hop in the early 90s that a lot of folks just did not know. You know? That is,
1: they are considered as native tongues.
3: Yes, very thank you yes. for saying that. Cause just, wow because i'm like whoa man they just had so much influence man on on, on on music that just saying the lyrics in their songs and stuff is it's just it's forever known it's forever known it would never yes. go away it was always going to be reminded of of saying it you know of saying that mm-hmm. phrase uh, Bonita you know, and things like that, like what Tribe did and whatnot. I'm like, see, <laughs> you will be very impressed with the selections that I that I put out and whatnot, and and even the old schooler people like like when I say old schooler, I'm talking about like a Shaka Khan appreciate uh, uh, artists like them, man, and, and the roots. Like, thank you, you know, Depp did their thing, I'm like, whew, man, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's my style of, 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 of music, I really like in that, all, like, period, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: oh, um, got to interrupt this conversation real quick, because Go I ahead. want to make sure that I plug my sponsor in, and our sponsor, I should say, and that is sent just for you, since with an S, actually, just for you, you.com is still available on the website. Make sure you all get your scents, get your oils and other merch from since Just For You. We're going to have the owner and founder of since Just For You, Raphael Williams, on the morning show real soon to talk more about it. You can actually go on my IG Facebook page at John Garvey ATL or at V-Break Radio to watch the uh, video. Mm-hmm. of since just for you make sure you get your sense now you know of course valentine's day is over we gotta talk about that coming up um it's it's over but it's still no excuse to not go get your oil fragrance for your better half or your significant other and make them smell good make sure they smell good you know in 2023 so make sure you go to scentsjustforyou.com and get 20% off of all purchases if you go to Sense Just For You, all right? And uh, the first 50 people to go on there are actually one of the first 50 people. I want to make sure I clarify that. One of the first 50 people to go on there will get a gift card by yours truly, Sean Garvey. So make sure you go to just For you.com and get your oil fragrances and other merch. He doesn't just only sell oil fragrances but he also sell paintings pictures posters of historical black figures and even calendars yeah i know i don't know not one person who does not need a calendar in their household you want to keep up with the date you want to keep up with your schedule but you also want a calendar that reminds you of your ancestry of black history and so much more we are still in the month of february and he got those calendars for you on deck so go to since just for you.com go there right now to get your oil fragrance other merchandise and once again ladies and gentlemen 20 percent off of all purchases if you go there now make sure you tell rafael and since just for you the beat break morning show sent you all right just had to throw that plug in there real quick. Uh, back to DJ Roland and your truly, Sean Garvey's conversation
3: on 50 years in hip-hop. Okay, I got a question for you. Yep. Since you put a question out for a previous guest early in the show, I got three questions for you. Who is your top three hip-hop people of, the, of 50 years of hip-hop? Who your top
1: it. Oh, that, that's ooh, oh In the entire fifty years of hip hop,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, no, nah, I can't go all the way way back. Cause keep in mind, I was born in eighty four, so I I can't go all the way back, right? Mm-hmm. I can't even go in. I can't even go between eighty four and ninety.
0: <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> I can't even do between eighty four and ninety.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, no, maybe I can. I can. I can pick one between eighty four and ninety. You can pick three. You can pick three. Yeah, I can pick. Yeah, I can. I can only pick one from. You mm-hmm. know that'd be fair. I think that'd be fair for a question like this because I can just pick one from the eighties. I can pick one from the nineties and 2000s. Go. All right. All right? Okay. So if I had to pick one from the eighties, it would definitely have to be. I'm going to say Big Daddy Kane. Okay. Big Daddy Kane. Okay. Is is in my top three. Um, okay. Yeah. Can I get the explosions on that one? Let me see if I can get the explosion on that one right there. <laughs> okay. There we go. Big Daddy Kane in my top three. All right. Okay. The second one. Let's pick somebody from the 90s. The 90s era. Whew. Of course, yeah, you know I'm going to have to go with. I'm, yeah. I'm, I already know. Yeah, you already, I already know. Knew. DJ Roll already, already know. I already know. And know I'm going to go with. I'm going to have to go with. It's a hard decision. Hard decision. I'm going to have to go with the C O W M O to the end. Comment. Yeah, there
3: you go. I was wondering. You yeah. You. <laughs> there we go. Can we? Can I
1: get an explosion on that one? Okay, no, okay, Um, my thing's not working. All right, but yeah, common in my top three of best hip hop MCs of all time. uh, If we're going from generation to generation, Mm -hmm. okay, all right, so last but not least, let's do one from the 2000s. Man, that's this is a hard question. Hard question. Um, so in the 2000s. Oh, man. I'm going to have to say. Uh, huh. I'm going to have to say Eminem. Eminem. Oh, okay. uh, man. Okay. I'm going to have to say. Okay. I'm going to have to say Eminem.
3: Damn
1: it. Man. Damn it, man. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. No, no, you know what? You know what? I'm going to say I, I have to do a tie. I have to do a tie. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's going to have to be between Eminem and Black Thought.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, and,
0: okay.
1: And, 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 and if I'm going to do a double from the 2000s, <laughs> I might as well do a double in the 90s. Common and Say
0: feral,
1: march. Wow. say feral march yeah wow yeah okay yeah. you know feral march is one of the most underrated hip hop mcs of all time yes he is yeah you know, he he has ghost written for a lot of artists which a lot of people some people don't know yeah Oh, yeah and if I had to go back in the 80s and do another double-up, <laughs> late 80s, yeah. uh, Big Daddy Kane and Raquel. Yeah. I
3: think they did a... Didn't they do a versus?
1: No. <laughs> uh, the ones that didn't know, it was Big Daddy Kane and K.R.S. 1.
3: Oh, okay. I thought... Okay,
1: okay. Yeah, it, in my personal opinion, it should have been Big Daddy Kane and Raquel. Right.
3: Because I thought they were, that's yeah. what they were promoting was that. No. No. There, in, yeah. A versus a Chuck D and KRS one.
1: That should have been a versus. Yeah, but then you gotta include yeah, and then you gotta include public
3: enemy and BDP. Right, and all that. No. I mean, they had to bring them in, but I'm just talking about because Chuck of D, yeah just time. Chuck D and KRS one. Yeah. That would have been like the most Educational <laughs> versus. I would be yeah. It'd be like a
1: classroom though. It'd be like a classroom versus.
3: Yeah, big time, big time.
1: <laughs> you know, I'd be on. Some, you know, I know it'll feel it'll feel like I'm at a protest demonstration if it was Chuck D and Karis one <laughs> on versus. It would it would feel like a protest demonstration.
3: Mm-hmm. Because then
1: they probably won't be rapping, or you know, they probably won't be rapping off of their songs throughout the entire night. They just be like. Black people, we got to stick together. Black people, save hip-hop. I'm like, wait a minute,
3: just get to the freaking records. (laughs) Chuck D and K-R-S-1, come on. He actually follows me. Chuck D follows me on Twitter, man. I just checked my Twitter account the other day and I saw Chuck D. I'm like, he's following me. Wow.
1: (laughs) Chuck D is following anybody that's black. (laughs) 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 chuckney's <laughs> <Yes, bro. laughs> following anybody that's black <laughs> I mean, hell. Mm. you don't know you if you don't know you but you're a, a black person I'm like okay follow
0: that's wow him. yeah okay it's probably um, only like
1: it's probably only like five white people that he follow and then everybody else is black because if anything, if anything, he's following a member from the Beastie Boys. Ooh, um, he's following, following Eminem. Following, <laughs> probably following. Uh, what's what's that Caucasian guy who's running Loud Records? What's his name?
3: Um, Steve Rifkin. Steve Rif- Rifkin. Yeah, Steve Rif- Rifkin. I was thinking Eminem too. I think he's following him. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Probably.
3: Probably. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. he damn sure ain't following michael rapaport e- no elon musk i don't know
2: <laughs>
3: definitely not elon musk
1: <laughs> Elon? no 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 elon musk he he, he got some nationality
3: so. he's, oh he's not, okay. he's not he's not right. 100 okay but you still <laughs> ain't okay <following. laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man! Okay. All right,
1: you've been listening to your. You may be a racist and you don't even know it. Exactly. <laughs> Blended in with the fifty years of hip hop conversation. Um. Yes. So, um, just to let you all know, in a couple of weeks, as we continue to commemorate fifty years of hip hop, uh, we will bring Sparky D on the Beat Break morning show. Ooh. She told me to send her some dates. And she might bring some surprise guests Mm. with an S, guests, on the morning show. She got an event coming up in the ATL in April, in which I've been cordially invited to. Um, So more details are on the way. But yes, um, Sparky D will come on. And we do have a hip-hop legend coming on the Beat Break Morning Show. We're, We're in talks. I can't say who it is just yet. But he is a hip-hop legend. I give you a hint. He made one of the most classical hip-hop records of all time, but he did not perform at this year's hip-hop 50th anniversary Grammys, which I feel he should have. Hmm. So we're going to talk about bringing him on the beat break right on the show. His name was probably on the wall, too, by the way. You know, they had the wall, the backdrop. Mm -hmm. of acknowledging all of the hip-hop pioneers. Right. So I I think they had his name on the wall. Wow. Because, you know, everybody, like Ella Puja said before, you know, during the Grammy Awards ceremony, he said, I know, I know, we couldn't get everybody that, you know, this is just only just one show. Um, The rest is to be continued. So between now and December, we're going to see more performances, more events, even more people that you did not get to see at the Grammys perform on stage. I think this should be at Madison Square Garden. I think there should be like a three-hour concert event as a continuation from the hip-hop 50th anniversary tribute at the Grammys, why not do it at MSG in New York? What better place to do it but in the
3: birthplace? I, I, New York. Here's the thing: West Coast folks will have a problem with that. Why is that? I'm gonna say why you gotta be why has to be in, in New York? Why can't it be uh, uh, in, in a neutral spot? Because New York is the birthplace.
1: And and Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, I was the Snoop Dogg in the dog pound. Snoop Dogg came and crushed New York.
3: <laughs> i forget the Source Awards. I know exactly where I was when all that <laughs> went down. I was in my dorm room in Tuskegee. Could not believe what I saw. I'll never forget that moment. Never.
1: <laughs> I mean, we've seen the video. We, you know, New York, New York. Him corrupt, Jazz Dillinger came and just crushed the buildings down. <laughs> New York.
0: Mm.
1: Like, come on, come on, Snoop. Come perform with the, the past, present, and future of hip hop artists to make up for that. At MSG. I know he wouldn't mind. Do that?
3: He wouldn't mind, but I just know some West no. Coast folks will have a problem with that. I don't see. I, I don't think no West
1: Coast folks have it. You know, I mean we're we're far beyond. We far yeah, we from that whole East Coast, West Coast, shenanigans.
3: mhm, well That lasted so long. Yeah. That lasted so long. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna give you my three. I'm gonna give you my okay, three.
1: Okay,
3: what, what are your three? Your three. In 80s uh in, best 80, 90s and and two thousand. All right. Okay. I'll say I'll say the first one in the eighties because actually I can't say the 70s, but I will suggest start off with the 80s. I'm going to do that. Um, I would say that um, was a big influencer and whatnot. I would say Heavy D in the 80s. Okay. Because, you know, he's Heavy D. That kind of like said to me, being a heavy guy can be a good thing and not a bad thing. And he helped change that by him being a big guy and and doing what he does. And people love him. Girls love him. I'm like, okay, he's happy to shoot. Girls should all love him,
0: too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and this this was before Notorious B.I.G. This was before Big Pun. This was before Rick Ross.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he definitely definitely is a big influencer. And you know like, how I knew your 90s, you know who, who my 90s are. So,
1: you already know. But you said artists now. You didn't say groups. Oh, said artists. Well, he's we, We're going to have to do the groups. We're going to have to do the groups on
3: the next episode. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So, artists. Let me go and change it then. Um, hmm. I change it up, because, you know, that's all I listened to was in the 90s. And you can tell... By some of the mixes I I've done over the years, you know who I really like. But I'm gonna say, as an artist in the '90s, hmm. um, I would have to say because he was in my in my '80s um, mind, but I'm like he changed his style, which is a good thing. I would have to say uh, uh, LL Cool J. Um, because okay, it's something,
1: it is something something about with you and these rap hip hop artists that love talking to women. You went from Heavy D to LL Cool J. Yeah, okay, yep,
3: and the 2000s, and you know, and I said this. Um, before and whatnot, because of his style, because of how the music has changed, and he can change whatever is going on because he's on so many different levels and whatnot. And I will support him, Drake. Drake, whoa, whoa, I
1: don't know if I want to give an explosion for that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Drake. Drake, I mean, to be fair, we, we can do an explosion for that. We, to, to be fair. To be fair, let me let me not sound like a hater this morning. <laughs> I'm not going to be a hater. Okay, so why Drake? Because this is interesting. This is an interesting lineup of people that you pick. Evie D, who did songs and spoke to the women. LL Boojay mm-hmm. did songs and spoke to the women. And now Drake, who speaks to the women, sings to the women, Mm -hmm. cries in front of the women.
0: (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do.
1: Just say my thoughts. Mm.
3: Okay, so why Drake? Why Drake? Drake? Because when Drake came out with, with Lil Wayne, I'm like, okay, he's talented. Thank you, Lil Wayne, for bringing him out. But then he went solo and he did some stuff. And I'm like, what in the world? He went from, I guess, whatever music they call it these days to pop easily. Easily. He's on billboards, all levels. Like, it's very hard to be on all levels of what billboards on um, what Billboard um looks for and he is really my only top artist currently right now that can flow like you give him a chance to 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 go with a future and and be phenomenal on that and then you can put him with a uh a her and whatnot and be phenomenal on that and just they don't even have to worry about just singing a hook he will have an actual online singing and have a hook doing it too so he he's he's great he's great you know I know he loves some Rihanna and, and, and Nicki Minaj and all that stuff I know he was upset especially when Rihanna got down got two babies by ASAP and whatnot like damn, I can't even be the dad daddy, daddy. Yeah, you know Drake. Way. You know
1: Drake can get with any woman that looks like a Nicki Minaj or a Rihanna, because there are plenty of women that look.
3: Like yeah, Nicki I know. But he wanted them personally. He rapped about this, especially about Nicki. Let's just say we just did it anyway. I mean, <laughs> he put that in his lyrics. I mean, just to say it. And both of those ladies that he rapped and rapped along with, and and all, and and on it have moved on and, and got babies and families, and you're like, God dang. I know I can. I know I got some groupies out there that, that can do uh, fulfill that particular need, but it ain't them. You know? So, ugh, it's, it's it's a trip, but Drake, Drake is hands down for me, man. I'm like, he can switch it up. I just like mm. how he's so versatile with his Talent. It's not just one style. It's like Future is all one style. Like he's using what uh I can't forget I forgot his name. Uh, T Pain has started with, you know, using the auto T-Pain. tune. Yeah, yeah, using that. I mean, T Pain can't really sing. I mean,
0: he can
1: actually. Actually, he can sing. He can sing without auto tune. Have you heard his performance on no. NPR Music? No. Yeah, go to NPR Music or go to YouTube, type in T-Pain NPR and listen to T-Pain without the auto-tune and look okay. at the comment section. Because to in my ears and everyone else's ears, he seen way
3: more better without auto-tune. But they promote auto-tune. <laughs> with T-Pain. I mean, you may not do it as much. I mean, as- the
1: auto-tune sold. I mean, the auto-tune you know, did
3: what it did. Yeah, because he pushed that thing out and everybody wanted to be auto-tuned. They can sing and whatnot. Like, really? Really? So, but, yeah, I mean, that's what Drake can do.
1: Okay, Uh, so so now that you said Drake, I got to say, because now we've passed 2000s, right? So I mentioned like my early 2000s, my early 2000s of artists that I think to me is like the best of the the 50 years of hip-hop. So beyond 2000, because it is 2023, and when did Drake come out? Drake came out in what, like, 2011, like,
3: 2012? No, he came out a little earlier. He came out like oh seven oh eight times. Okay, came out seven oh eight. Okay, little for about two or three years, so that's the reason why. Okay, gotcha. Yeah,
1: because he was still,
3: you know, of course we're talking about Degrassi, Degrassi,
1: but yeah, underground. Okay, gotcha. Uh, okay. Um. So yeah. Okay. So let's take it around that time then. Let's take it around that period then. Then I'm gonna have to say Kendrick Lamar for me. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Hey, where my applause? Where my applause? I'm sorry. Where my applause? There we go. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Hands down. Hands yeah. down. Kendrick Lamar. I say, well, well, you know, Kendrick Lamar, Lupe Fiasco. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing ties. I've been doing tie-ups. So Lupe okay. Fiasco, Kendrick Lamar. Because When Lupe Fiasco came out in 06, I mean, of course, he was rapping way before 2006, but when that food and liquor dropped, and when I heard him on Touch the Sky with Kanye West, I was like, woo!
3: Food can flow. Did you see that list? Did you see that list? Uh, I don't know who promoted it. That list of uh, the top 25 best of all time, and Kanye West was in the top 10. Did you see that?
1: I didn't see that, but everybody got their own list. Everybody's yeah. list is
3: different. Right, and I did not agree with Kanye being the top 10 of all time. I forgot what list. I cannot remember what started that list, and a lot of people got mad about Kanye being the top 10. <laughs> like not I said, everybody's was, list is different. No, not at you
1: know, team. I mean, in some things that Kanye West has done, from a music standpoint, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, has never, ever been done by any, any hip hop artist. Right. Has not done, you know. I mean, if he's in somebody's top 10, then mm-hmm. if, if he's in somebody's top 10, that means that Kanye has made an impact, a huge impact on that person than all the other artists that we me and you, DJ Roland, we can name should be in top 10 instead of Kanye.
0: Right, exactly.
3: I was like, uh, I mean, as a DJ that played Kanye music and whatnot, I'm not taking his talent away because people keep forgetting that he actually produced a lot of music before he actually had his own solo album and whatnot. You know, I wouldn't say he's in the top 10. I'll say he's in the top 25. He's in the teens and maybe early 20s or something like that, but he's definitely not in the top 10. I'm just sorry. We'll say,
1: Kanye, you know, his wordplay is is on point. Yes. His wordplay is on point. Yes. I mean, yeah, you know, like I said, everybody's list is different. Yeah. yeah everybody's, everybody's list is, list di- is different. It is different. It is what it is. Yes. Um. Uh, to be continued with this conversation on best artists of all time. Next week, we definitely got to do best groups of all time. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know, I know. Just, just hold it in your pants. Just hold it in your pants to next week, Because mm-hmm. uh, you know man. we got the we got the big tribute coming up uh, in the next hour. Uh, tribute to De La Soul. Of course, you mentioned it a few moments ago. Um, pause. Was he plug one or plug three? One of the plugs. I want to say plug one, plug two, plug two. I thought Dave was plug two. Dave is plug two. That's what we're talking about. That's Dave is plug two, I and mean, pause had to be plug one. Yes. Yeah, you know, plug one. Yeah, pause. Um, and then Maceo plug three. Yeah. Right. I, I didn't want to. I, yeah, I didn't want to go by the plug thing. I mean that. That to me just. just too much confusion. That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's too much. They were the first hip-hop groups that I knew that were doing too much with the names. They, they were doing too much with the names. I'm like, no, just keep it simple. Hey. Oz, Dave, and Maceo. When you hear the music, you
3: understand why.
1: I, I'm still trying to understand because, <laughs> you know, when I got the news about uh, Dave, uh, I learned more about him than when he was alive.
3: I agree, I agree. But when you hear the music and mm-hmm. whatnot, it's We're gonna going be like a learning lesson of what this, what he contribute to as part of De La Soul. I got
1: whatnot. you. Yeah,
0: it's,
3: yeah it's, I know. it's Really different, it really is.
1: Yeah, I know, I'm a simple-minded type of guy, so and that's yeah. how to keep it simple for me because I just want to listen to the music. I want to listen to the music, I want to understand
3: get, it. And understand
1: yeah, it. <laughs> I know, but understand it. No, I understand it. Just don't treat it like a math class now, because, you know, I wasn't really all that great in math class, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, so, of course, we all know uh, Paz was the only member from De La Soul that performed at this year's Grammys, and then wasn't even that long. Uh, the next thing we knew, Dave, uh, of course, True Gore, the Dove, better known as Dave, to many others, to many fans and lovers of De La Soul passed away, uh, which was very devastating. I know um, it was that one night I hit you up and I said, uh, DJ Wall, we got to do something for De La Soul because
3: of this, oh, yeah. this news, which just yeah. was, was so sudden. And that answered my question of why he wasn't there and whatnot. He wasn't well enough
1: so which by the way he has had health problems in the past right yeah yep and he spoke publicly about it hmm. yep but I gotta make a correction I misspoke I will admit I misspoke so remember when we had Ridell Drakeberg and precise come on the morning show right a couple of weeks ago And we spoke about artists and some groups not getting that flowers because of the whole situation with uh, Nori and Kanye West. Um, They also was actually on an episode of Drink Champs. Hmm. They were. They were. They were on an episode of Drink Champs. Hmm. All three members. I think it didn't get much attention, though. They didn't get much attention as shows, like the one they did with Kanye West, and the one they did with The Game, you know. But it's, it's De La Soul, so. They ain't push it, that's what it is. They ain't push it out. Yeah, I mean, but nevertheless, they were on the show. They were on the show. Um, I'm, I'm satisfied. Maybe not a whole lot, but I, I'm satisfied that uh, Trugor, the, the dove, Dave, was able to live long enough for him and, and the group to at least get plenty of flowers. You know, I mean, they did a lot for hip hop. They did a lot for hip hop. Um, they even performed during the uh, last, celebration I don't know what you call it but you know remember when all the artists came out and they performed for at that time President Barack Obama and this was uh when president President Barack Obama was getting ready to transition out of office and they had this televised event where wow. artists and groups like de la soul
3: performed you wow. remember seen that no, I, I don't recall because mm-hmm. I know it would have been back in like 2015 or something like that. Yep. This was back in yeah,
1: 2016.
3: 2016,
1: 2017, somewhere around that. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they performed for President Barack Obama.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, they lost soul. And good news is that they are now streaming. So you can now get their music on Spotify. You can hear their music on Spotify. Their, their music is now on streaming platforms. You know, we've seen the situation play out uh, between De La Soul trying to get their royalties and you know, all this other legal stuff with Tommy Boy, their former label.
3: Yeah. Man. But it's just so much history of of artists trying to get royalties from record labels and stuff like that, man. It's it's a trip because the first person I ever heard that had that issue, the very first person, I'm not saying anyone else before him, but the very first person I recognized that that he had so much trouble was Prince. He had so much trouble for getting Royalties from Warner Brothers. I'll never forget that. <laughs> There's that's the reason why he had the
1: name Slave tatted on his neck. Right. Yeah. But yeah. That's the music business. Yeah, it is. You know, unfortunately. But at the same time it gave us daylight solo. Yeah. 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 Uh, the last album together was, of course, the anonymous nobody. That was in 2016, same year as Tribe. Same year that Tribe put out their last album with Fife.
3: And and Fight died that year. He was uh, when he when they pushed that album out in 2016. Fight died like about a month before the album got pushed out. Because on Saturday Night Live, he was scheduled to be there, but he couldn't. So they had to do a tribute of him um, during that live event on Saturday Night Live. I'll never forget
1: But didn't Five died in April, though? Because the album, it seemed like
3: the album released in the fall of 2016. Something like that. I know, but but, okay. So I said it backwards. Because when they performed, when Tribe performed, on Saturday Night Live, he died and they had to do a reach a, a tribute because he's supposed to come and he was not already not healthy enough, but he was going to make it anyway. But he died like two or three weeks before he's supposed to perform. Hmm. Let me see. Let me fact check
1: that real quick. And Tribe did a great job performing on SNL. Oh, yeah. They did a great job. That was a great tribute to Five Dog.
3: Oh yes. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly where I was when and when, when, when uh, Five Dog died. And I know exactly where I was, and I was so upset. And uh, you know how that the old ver- uh, old song said, uh, "Last night the DJ saved my life." Uh-huh. DJ, DJ JC saved my life when he tribute a mix to Fife. Mm. and I was in um, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'll never forget that. I was I like I was working, but I was like I was listening to him, man. I didn't care who was around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had my headphones on, and I was listening to v 3 at that time across the country listening to him. <laughs> Man,
1: memory lane.
3: Man, yes.
1: Five uh, Dog died on March 22nd, 2016. Months later, Tribe Call Quest performed on SNL November 12th, 2016.
3: Okay. I knew it was the same year. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't remember the time, but I knew it was the same year. Yep. When was and when was the al- when was the album released? Uh, thank you for your
1: service. By the fact that did too, because all of this happened the same year, twenty sixteen. Right. Uh, <laughs> we better find that out. Tribe Called Quest, by the way. Uh, and it was not only called thank you for your service. It was also called. Hold on. We got to make sure we fact check
3: everything here on the Beat Break Morning Show. <laughs>
1: uh, the release date was November 11th,
3: 2016. Same month that. uh that's, that's the, Yeah, that's, that's the, the N- SNL.
1: Yeah. We got it from here. Thank you for your
0: service.
3: Yeah. And I think I bought that album later later that month or December. Something like that. I know I went to an actual record store and I know where I was when I bought it. I said I had to get that CD. Yeah, I said that I didn't
1: like the album at first. I didn't I wasn't feeling
3: it. Right. Yeah. But I was a yeah. fan, and I, and I, and, but by being a fan, I'm like, okay, no, it's not like the Midnight Marauders or anything like that. But uh, I said, I'm still going to support them because <laughs> that's my favorite group. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And the, Anon- now I was definitely feeling the Anonymous Nobody, the Anonymous Nobody by De La Soul, same year as Tribe album. Um, but their album was released August 26, 2016.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So they were 3 months apart from each other. Right. That was a great year. That was a great year for both Tribe and Daylight. Right. Yeah. Great year for hip-hop albums. But I, I wonder if now that Chugor the Dove day from Daylight so now that he is no longer in the spirit with us physically, I wonder if they can still put out a new De La So album, which will have to be their last album. Probably so. I wouldn't doubt it. I got to check my sources. I got to call up some people. I got to call up some people and ask them, can we get a final De La So album? Can we get a final De La So album with some unreleased tracks that we have never heard that have never seen the light of day
3: with Dave on it? Here's the can thing. We, can though, we get can we get that? I think it can be done uh with technology. And that's what we mentioned the first part of the show <laughs> about technology. And um we're still early part of the year. So I will say either fall or during a winter, which can carry into the new year, that's when the album can drop. That's what I believe. Hmm. that's what I think yeah
1: that is just such a coincidence so like my Dog died in March of 2016 and then months later November we got it from here thank you for your service the final Tri-Car Quest album. Yep. now we've we lost Dave from De La Soul in February Black History Month man Yep. 2023 and imagine if they announced that they will put out a new and final De La Soul album the same year. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it
3: too. I'll buy it. it. Yeah. I know exactly where I'm, I'm going to buy it at the same spot where I, where I bought the uh, tribe at. I know exactly where to go. And it's not the computer. It's not Amazon. No, it's
1: not Amazon. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know where to go. Where I get my records from. Shout out to the, shout out to the kind folks of over at DBS Sounds on the South. Side. There you go. Um, That's
3: what I was talking about. That's where. Hey. I was about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah. Our um, prayers go out to the family and friends of True who I did not have the luxury or, or the the blessing to meet him in person. Like the, the, that group, I said, I'm going to meet De La Soul one day. I'm going to meet De La Soul one day. I met Common. You know, I, I met Kujo uh, Goody from Goody Mob. I met a lot of great public figures, but I got to meet De La Soul. And I posted on both my Facebook and my Instagram page saying that I did not get a chance to meet this one member. And now he's not physically here for me to meet him, talk to him, you know, let this be a lesson people. You got to cherish those moments before they go. You
3: got that right. Take care of yourself. Yeah.
1: Take, and
3: yeah, yeah. Take care of yourself.
1: Take care of yourself physically and mentally.
3: There you go. That's why you got the mental space.
1: Hey, there you go. Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Yep. Yeah, there you go. All right, so with that being said, we got the caffeine and energy drink mix coming up. Special tribute to De La Soul. DJ Rolong is going to spin some other records in there. He's going to also throw something else in the gumbo there for that one hour. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait for our listeners to hear it.
3: You're going to be shocked. And you, you're going to learn from this mix. You going to learn.
1: Like K-R-O once said, you must learn. There you go. <laughs> Celebrating 50 years of hip-hop continuously on the Beat Break Morning Show throughout the entire year of 2023. And what I'm going to also do, them and everyone, is on Facebook at me Sean Garvey. I'm gonna post my interviews with some of the best names in hip hop. Okay, that have been on the Beat Break Morning Show between now and December of this year. Cool. I'm talking about people from Chris Kelly of Chris Cross, Eric Sermon, mm-hmm. Sparky D, of course. Right. Uh, who else we had? on the morning show. We had so many great hip-hop names. Oh, RZA. Wu-Tang.
3: Yeah. I'm
1: going to post that as well. Their their new season, I think this is their final season as well. Uh, Their new season of Wu-Tang, The Saga Continues, is now on Hulu. It's back on Hulu. I think this is their final season, by the way. Yeah. On Hulu. Yep. Yeah. So I got... So much to catch up on. So much to watch. Mayor of Kingstown. Shout out to Marcus Brandon for coming on the morning show. Y'all make sure you check his character out as Diedrich on Mayor of Kingstown. And uh, yeah, got some more interviews coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. But like I said, we're going to work on getting Sparky D on the morning show, back on the morning show. And a special, special celebrity guest. All right. But in the meantime, between time, make sure you download that podcast FM app. Also, big shout outs to our sister station, 101 The Vibe FM in Louisville, Kentucky. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Beat Break Morning Show on 87 FM, 101 The Vibe FM. Uh, You can also check us out on Roku TV, the Flow Television Network, by the way, on demand weekdays and weekends. And you know, of course, we always on tune in. Reach One Network. We're all over the place. SeanGarveyOnline.com, ReachOneNetwork.tv, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place, baby. That's what we do, twenty-four-seven. At me at SeanGarveyATL, uh, at Sean Garvey on Facebook. Make sure you go to SenseJustForYou.com and get your order of oil fragrances while supplies last and you can get 20% off of all purchases oh don't forget too unemployment check uh, it is still available on YouTube by the way Spotify the uh, podcast scripted series that I developed so y'all make sure y'all check it out and support it we are still working on brand new episodes for this year we got that on the way uh, DJ Roland before we close out where can people follow you how can they get in contact with you
3: Always, always at follow me at DJ Roland, D-J-R-O-L-L-E-M on Twitter and IG and DJ Roland Townsend on Facebook. Yo, I'm telling you, people keep hitting me up through DM on Facebook for business purposes. They want DJ Roland at their events. So hit me up. There you
0: go.
1: Hit them up, y'all. Hit them up for your for all these DJs. All right. And uh, we got some more announcements to make. If you need services from us, commercial ads, production, pre and or post, script writing and more, make sure you all email me. reachpointcommunications at gmail.com. All right. So, yep, yeah, we're here for you. And you continue to be here for us. All right. So until then, tune in next week. uh, The Beat Break Morning Show, Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., 87 FM, 101, The Vibe FM, On Demand on Spotify. And uh, get ready for this uh, special tribute with De La Soul and some other surprise records. You ready, DJ
3: Roland? Yes, sir. All right.
1: Stay tuned for the caffeine and energy drink mix by our very own DJ Roland. Right here on the Beat Break Morning Show after this word from our messages and the station ID. It's the Beat Break Morning Show.